Yeah, all right. That's right, guys. Let's go ahead and introduce our special guest <laughs> on Below the Belt Show, the quarantine edition. We have actor extraordinaire Madison Smith joining us. Madison, good to have you back for the second time on Below the Belt Show. This is a little new format we're doing with the whole pandemic, quarantine uh, business, but good to have you on BTB. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. And yeah, I mean, it, it looks like you're in space, so that's always good. Yeah. And, and like, like you're like in a photo booth, right? This is this is where I film self tapes now. So nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. I was about to say that there's a very self tape uh, cue of a, of a curtain I, I noticed yeah. there. Which... I usually <laughs> have it separate, like in a different spot. But I I felt a little embarrassed of all the superhero stuff I had behind me. I was like, oh, that's okay. You should totally show the superhero yeah. stuff. Don't get me wrong. It was like, I, I very much am proud of it. It's just one of those things that becomes a little distracting. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I could explain my wall, I have a, a real drawing of Superman. I have two puzzles. Oh my that God, I you, together. you have to show it now. Okay, well, I'm the, problem is, the problem is where everything else is because it's really a mess, but let's just show. So that's oh, my that's wall. Really nice. yes. Wow. You got your Captain America shield too. I love it. So we that's a backpack on the show. So we're happy to see that. So I guess before that's a backpack, we get into... actually, just so you know. So awesome. it, it must have been a dream come true to, to to get that role on Supergirl then, obviously because you're such a, a fan of the comic book genre. Hundred percent. Honestly, when I got to, so I I've done two episodes in the Berlanti verse. I did the first episodes of Legends of Tomorrow, and that was really cool because I got to meet Brandon Routh, who was Superman. And that was really cool. Oh, cool. And then being on Supergirl, Supergirl was really cool because they had, you know, they had a neon sign at the production office and right there, like I took a picture there. I mean, everything was very cool. I, I didn't get to do a lot, but basically my agent was like, hey, it's a bit of a smaller role on, on Supergirl. Are you interested? And I said, um, it's Supergirl. I, I'm, I'm the <laughs> fan. Like, I'll just go. <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't need to get paid. I, I tuned into your episode today, actually, Madison. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's interesting because on Legends Tomorrow, you played a frat boy. Mm-hmm. And here, you're also playing a frat boy named Josh. Yep. So I thought, that, like, I figured you're like, okay, you're like the frat boy of the DC Arrowverse. <laughs> so I remember I was on Legends of Tomorrow when I was there, and I talked to the creator of the show, and I was like, hey, so obviously, you know, this is a time travel show, and we die is there a chance that maybe we just like come back in every episode and, and just keep dying? And he goes, <laughs> that's actually a good idea. And then he walked away and I was like, maybe <laughs> that's going to happen. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, four years later, I'm playing a frat guy again. I don't know if it was their plan, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it was, it was all part of the plan. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Frat guy in real life. Am I a frat guy in real life? No, I was a uh, when I was in college, I played baseball. So uh, my frat was kind of you know the the baseball team, which to a point may have been worse because yeah we are. They, I mean when you they threw a hell of a party. Our the baseball team at the college I went to they they so they they, they those guys were partiers just as much as any fraternity. Oh yeah, like there were times. I mean when I lived, I lived in a place called Kelowna, British Columbia. And Kelowna was one of those cities that it didn't have a lot of bars, but it had each of the bars was designated for a different night of the week. Yeah. So we had a different the only two nights that really didn't have a bar night were Tuesday and Wednesday. 
but Wednesday had wings night at all the pubs. So pretty much from Wednesday to Monday, we were at a different pub every week. I love it. Wow. I love the good it. old days. Yeah. Those are the good old days. Yeah. Now I haven't had a drink in like a year because I'm knocked out for basically two, two and a half months, pretty much from one white claw. <laughs> we yeah, got it's terrible. <laughs> so the, your Super Bowl episode was a lot of fun. Um, you apparently uh, had some temptation with these rage pills, I guess, doing a little mm-hmm. bit of a intergalactic drug deal, I guess, <laughs> which is crazy and turning into this monster. Uh, how did you like uh, the scene? And um, I, I guess was it prosthetics or CG? It was hard to tell with your character. Well, what was we going actually on? had um, there were two um, gentlemen who ended up playing us as the the large rage dude. Ah, so, that wasn't you. Okay. No, yeah, they basically um, sort of as soon as we take it, they make us look real big with two actual massive men. Like oh, the one guy, okay. I do know one of them who was uh, in the scene. His name is Andre, and he's a Vancouver actor, <laughs> and he is I think six seven. You know, he's right. he's upwards of like. 300 pounds but like uh-huh. muscle like he's yeah. just like a massive guy so uh-huh. standing next to him there's no there's no acting going on you're like yeah <laughs> you, if, if you were mad at me i i would die it's pretty much the incredible hulk powers in the form of a pill i guess right absolutely yeah and then yeah so it was a lot of fun like i mean i only got to do a couple scenes but getting to work with uh you know with brainiac five was just really cool because he, yeah. he was a blast and Melissa, I, uh, the, oh yeah, love- honestly, like some of the scenes we got to do, like the interrogation was a blast because the director kind of just was like, okay, let's try it a thousand different ways and let's see what we use. And it was kind of interesting. I just watched the thing about American Psycho where they talk to uh, Willem Dafoe about that. He's playing the cop in that and they ask him to do it three different ways. They ask him to do it as if he knows the guy's a suspect, suspects him or is oblivious. And, and to a point, we did that on Supergirl. Um, now, I'm no Willem Dafoe, I'll tell you that much. But it was a lot <laughs> of fun to see the episode air and to go through and be, oh, I know this take. Oh, I know this take. Oh, I know this. And it was, like, pretty fun to watch. Yeah. General, your celebrity crush is uh, Melissa Benoist, right, General? Yes, it, yes, it so is. We got to yes, ask Madison, what, what was it like working with the beautiful and talented Melissa? I actually, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to be on set with her. I, uh, oh, no. Yeah, I know it was so, one of the like. So, the, so you and I have that. Oh, that in so that was your that was your doppelganger with muscles when she when <laughs> yeah, she flew exactly. to the scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On set for that day, got it. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> unfortunate part was I mean I I got to take pictures <clears> with Superman <throat> sign, but not Supergirl. Oh, that's <laughs> but fair. honestly, I'll, fair. I'll say this like she she took on the role and made it so fun like it's it's a pleasure to get to watch you know her do it so i mean just to get to be in a show where you know she's doing her thing that was awesome awesome Mm -hmm. awesome awesome so tomorrow thursday uh june 18th um season two of the order drops and uh i'm a new fan of the order i just started watching i know your episodes are i guess somewhere midway through the season somewhere midway through yeah okay cool your character's orbin um can you talk to us about the character? I can't talk too much about him tonight. Um, That's fair. Just because I can't, I can't give too much away. Um, but I can say that. Just FYI, this will air after Thursday. This will air after Thursday. Okay. Well, 
for anybody <laughs> who hasn't seen it by then, just in case. <laughs> That's always the scary part, you know. You're like stepping on pins and needles the whole time before. <laughs> you're like, like, did you work with Sarah Gray? And you're like looking around for to be like. I was, I was yeah. gonna ask you that. <laughs> yeah. so, but go ahead. Go ahead. What I will say, and, and it'll make a lot of sense for people who have watched it and people who are about to, um, first season sort of introduces the order, which is the Hermetic Order of the Blue Rose, which is the practitioners that we know. And the second season introduces that there are more than one faction of Ooh. practitioners in the world. And I may or may not, I may be a part of another faction. Another faction? Oh. So these other factions have different abilities, I'm guessing? To a point, different abilities. Okay. Everybody has the ability to use magic, but yes. some people do it differently. Um, I won't give too much away, but the Order, um, if you remember from the first season or if anybody are watching it right now, they have to do a mini-sacrifice um to to do any such type of magic so they mm. cut their hands mm -hmm. and that's how they do magic because oh, every wow. bit of magic comes with a cost now yes. in my group it's a little bit different we don't need to do stuff like that because we kind of are constantly making sacrifices and that will be made apparent when you watch the episode all right <laughs> well i can't wait to see what faction you're a part of uh, whether you're a neophyte or where you're other some kind of crazy character, but we we look forward to seeing that. I think it's a well well produced show, both on on the cinematography level to the actors involved to the the writing. Um, reminds me of the the magicians on sci-fi if you've ever seen that. Um, some interesting uh, similarities so far. Yeah, and I'll I'll say this like. Honestly, the production team, like Dennis and Shelly, the, the two creators, they are so fun to work with. They are so, you know, they're, they're geniuses. And they've made a show in which, you know, it, it does to a point feel like a 10-hour movie. Um, even every kind of the way the episodes are done, it's like oh. uh, every two episodes are kind of one. So it's like five really long episodes rather than 10 short episodes, mm. which is really cool, which is why I sort of mine takes place over five, six and seven, because those ones end up being very much as part of one storyline of the season. Awesome. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, the cast itself. I mean, I got to work very closely with Jake Manley and um, Sarah Gray. Jake and Jack was the hardest thing for me to get my head around the whole time. Yeah. The lead's name. Jake Manley and his his character's name is Jack Morton. So <laughs> easy to get day, confused. Yeah, that was a coin flip of if I was gonna get it right or not. But uh, yeah, I got to work closely with them, and every day was a blast on set. I got to have some of my favorite scenes I've ever got to work on on set. I got to have some great days with yeah a, a good script, a great cast. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, wow, this is a nice little nice little job I got to do. That is mm -hmm. awesome. How about very cool. With, talk about Sarah working with Sarah. She's lovely and very talented. Who plays Alyssa? Um, <laughs> what can you say about your interaction with her? I Sarah is the character. Her character is the person I interact with the most in the episode or in the season. Um, love interest, perhaps. There's, there's, <laughs> uh, I let's say there's connection. 
Um, maybe. <laughs> nice. So I got to work really closely with Sarah Gray. And, you know, from sort of day one, you know, we have this scene where we're driving in a truck. And it's a big truck and we're kind of off-roading. And, you know, it's it's our first scene. Um, we're not really like, we haven't really met each other. It's kind of like I'm in the truck driving and then she gets in from makeup and that's our sort of, hello, I'm Madison. And she's like, hi, I'm Sarah, because that's her name. And uh, so basically that was hello. And all we have to do, and anybody who knows set kind of knows when you're driving, you drive a lot. You drive in circles for yes. a very long time. And <laughs> Absolutely. We are going, and I, it's a big truck um that we're using one that is more difficult to drive backwards than a lot of other trucks but it's very easy to drive forward through trees so uh, <laughs> they basically ask us to kind of literally turn into this little ditch and just do a ue because this thing is like an off-road vehicle and they ask us to do this a whole bunch of times and i'm getting more and more comfortable i'm going faster and faster we're having a great time and at one point she's got her phone out She's, you know, taking a little selfie video of us. And right when I do, the front right tire where she's sitting goes into a little ditch and we come back out. Her phone hits the roof. She <laughs> comes real close to hitting the roof. And I was like, yeah. uh-oh. Oh, wow. Day one, first scene, and I'm already almost kicked off the show. <laughs> oh, so, no! <laughs> wow. Luckily, she was okay, and so was her oh. phone. So, uh, and, and, you know, we were, we were good friends after that. I, it kind of was like a nice way of getting to know somebody. Good <laughs> How was the audition process for, for landing the role uh, of Orban? Actually kind of awesome. Um, I saw on the breakdown, it was a director I've worked with in the past. Her name is uh, Marita. And she did a movie I did in the back in the past called Four Christmases and a Wedding, which uh. is... Uh, the title doesn't give away. It takes place over four Christmases, and then there is a wedding. It's just in case <laughs> anybody didn't get that. Um, so I got well, to work with her, and then I saw she was the director of these episodes, mm-hmm. and I was very excited. So I get there, and I do the. I see her. She comes on in, and give her a big hug pre-COVID time. So that was okay. Of course. Yeah, and <laughs> then I get to see. She seemed really happy, and. Um, then, you know, I, I went home. Then we got callback sides for a, a different day. Now, when I got the callback sides, I felt really good about my first audition. Callback sides were sent to us at 10 a.m. And the audition was at 4 o'clock the same day. Mm. So I had six hours. And it was a four-page scene Ooh, with only yeah. dialogue. So I had yeah, crunch six time, hours crunch time. To, <laughs> to just memorize these. I uh, I basically did nothing else for the rest of the day. I think I may have eaten like a Cliff Bar at some point, but otherwise, all yeah. I was doing was got to get those lines it. down, man. No doubt, exactly. And, <laughs> and, it pay, and it paid off. It paid off. I I think Marita seemed to really enjoy it. She said, even on the first day, we were on set. She said, it seems like you really have an understanding of the character that you're trying to portray. And I was like. Thank you. That is like maybe the best and only great compliment in acting. So <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah, it was just from that sort of first uh, callback on, uh, it felt like a real nice collaboration of you know the character and 
you know, what I saw it being plus like what it was. It, it every time felt like, uh, yeah, we were doing it together. Like I was on the right track and Melita would then just adjust little things, which is to a point the best feeling on set because you feel like you're on the right track. Sometimes you, mm-hmm. you know, you may have a different understanding of the character or the story and you need to adjust. And that can give you that little pitter patter in your chest. You can go like, uh oh, are they going to fire me? I mean, I've already been in four days, but they can just cut that out. Um, <laughs> so those days, luckily, that wasn't the same case with this one. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, honestly, the audition process was great. And then it just felt, it just rolled by after that. Awesome. You um, seem to be like a, a CW darling. Uh, supernatural, <laughs> Riverdale, Supergirl. <laughs> well, if you're Lessons living of in tomorrow. Vancouver, if yeah. you're in Vancouver, it is a, a rite of passage for you to do an episode of Supernatural. It's like, I don't yeah. even know. Like 15 I don't know seasons, how right? new actors yeah. are even going to start in Vancouver anymore once Supernatural is done. Like, what is, yeah. what are they? What are they going to cut their teeth with? I don't even know. That's like, that was like a house of cards for us here in Maryland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. House of cards, definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's always one of the ones. And they, I mean, it's such a good story because, you know, they are so integral to the story that if they're in every scene, that's impossible to shoot that. So a lot of times the teasers are, are good chunks of the, of the episode, which means that every time you get to be in one of those, you get some good stuff to do. I was in the teaser of my episode of Supernatural. I got to scream really loud, and then I got killed by a truck. Yeah. I actually um, saw your I, uh, acting reel. It's on your acting. Oh, you did? Reel. Yeah, I checked that out. I had to do my homework. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Have... I got... oh, go ahead. No, no, I just saw something really interesting on your acting reel. Was working with uh, a celebrity that uh, has come into some legal trouble, <laughs> Laurie Laughlin, <laughs> due to the college scandal. Uh, uh, Collins and Mr. Scandal. Um, hopefully you saw the, 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 the nicer side of Laurie. How did you like her uh, working with her? Well, the thing that I've basically been able to say is because I worked so long ago on, uh, on Garage Sale Mysteries with Laurie, I would have known her before any wrong. Her, her kids were too young to do anything wrong yet. So yeah. the person that I met had done nothing wrong. So, <laughs> and I've, I've never spoke to her after. I never ran into her uh, after. So no, too never. much. The person that I met, who at the time, not a criminal, uh, was very <laughs> was very great. She was fun to work with. It was my first time getting to work with a recognizable lead person on a show. Yeah, that was a great scene you had with her. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of fun. It was to the point nerve wracking but it was the first time I kind of went oh I can, I can do this because yeah it didn't let make me go oh no I'm acting with something I can't do this it's too it's too big it's too large it right. was like all right this is a human being in front of me saying words and I'll also be saying words that I didn't come up with yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question how do you plan or okay so I don't like watching myself Um, so I don't know how you feel, but do you plan on at least for the order to have like some sort of like little friends watch party or family watch party? Are you just going to let it air? You're not really going to think about it. You're going to focus on other stuff. Like what's your, how do you usually go about stuff that you've been in coming out? 
I've been really lucky because almost everything that I've got a chance to work on, I'm a fan of. Like any of these episodes of TV, like these CW shows, I'm always excited to watch because I enjoy it. The Order season one, I was so blown away with how good that show is. Like it does not deserve to be that good. Um, like it deserves because all the people on that show are fantastic. Yeah. And are. But I had no idea. I mean, you know, when we heard the auditions going on for season one, we were like, oh, awesome. A Netflix show here in Vancouver. That should be OK. But then season one comes out and we kind of were all like, this is amazing. I get a chance to audition for the second season. And then, you know, I was pumped. So I'm OK with watching. But I'll say this, like when it comes to watching anything that I do, this wasn't always the case, but I've kind of gone through a a new way of watching. I don't exactly watch it the same way anymore. I don't go, okay, is my face is doing something weird. This is messed up. Uh-oh. Turn it off. Change the change the take. I don't <laughs> do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of do two things. I kind of go, okay, did I help tell the story? Mm-hmm. And would anybody call me out for being bad? Just like mm-hmm. specifically like if they were watching this episode, would they go, "Man, this is a good scene except for that Madison guy?" have you ever had to have you ever had a moment like that where you you watch something and be like this is a good scene except for that madison guy it hasn't been a case in which that has happened luckily i think because the other thing that you always have to know as an actor is the only reason they move on is because they got what they wanted Mm -hmm. um when you're working on professional shows and with professionals i mean if they aren't satisfied either they'll shoot around you or edit around you or they will you know do one more take so to be in the final cut Mm -hmm. you're usually feel okay but i will say there was one time early in my career and this is before i sort of established my rules of watching myself i uh i was doing a a a very very early actor thing which is swaying on my feet yeah. back and forth everybody has those ticks, right oh yeah. god i was and like apparently i asked other people and i said do you see this and they're like no i don't see it i don't know what you're talking about but i was i felt like if this was my lens i was all the way here, <laughs> all the way here. and i'm like in this this fight with my ex-girlfriend and i'm like you're, the, you're worth nothing nobody likes you and i'm just swaying back you're and playing forth tyson punch out <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, if if she's throwing insults, I'm I'm ducking yeah. them. You can't get me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, another show that you got to work on, which I I checked out your episode today too, was Chilling Adventures of Sabrina as Steve Loomis. You're oh, yeah. the s- sacrificed virgin. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to go method in the how that? <laughs> Of staying I'll, a little while. <laughs> without like giving too much personal stuff away, I don't think I had the ability to go method. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's just that's just a little and like I, I'm not gonna confirm or deny anything that that meant. If if right. you ask follow up questions, I won't. <laughs> but I um I actually auditioned early in the Sabrina process for yeah. uh, the role, which is Billy, which is played by Ty Wood, who is a good friend of mine. Cool. And it went to him, and then they sort of did a group of football players that got uh, cut down to about two throughout the season. And 
Um, I found out, so that was actually the first time I ever got offered a role because that was something that they said, Madison, we'd like to offer you this. So it was my first ever offering. Um, and the way it was explained to me was that the original idea was to kill off one of the football players that they have established, but they didn't know what they wanted to do with them. And they figured it may cause a wrinkle in their story. If, you know, one of the main people or the people that you recognize gets killed, then it's like, shouldn't they talk about that later? That was sort of the conversation that we had by the writers. So they said, well, let's just cast a new football player. And they went back and they watched the original auditions for Billy. And that's where they found me. Cool. Awesome. It was very cool. You left a good impression. Yeah, obviously decent enough. So I got to do that. That was a really cool day. Um, Like I I was, I remember laying in a pool of blood underneath smoke, kind of going like, what a weird Friday. And (laughs) it was kind of great. It was uh, honestly, yeah, it was like you when because the first season hadn't come out. And um, I remember sort of even asking people like, oh, so like, who do you play on the show? Are you coming back next season? And they're like, honey, I'm the big bad. Like, I'm I'm and I was like, oh, I don't know yet because the show hasn't come out. And I was like, so, yeah, you can't really really say. But you could feel the um, you could feel the the you know, the tone that they were setting, even on those days, it really had this cool out of time setting. Like I, my character, you know, when they sort of stressed me up, they said, we want to look like you could be from 1945 or from, you know, 2020. Right, right, right. That was, that was so it's cool that you got to work of, on that. It's kind of easy because when you... When you think about, um, (laughs) okay, Um, it is so interesting. Like this is sort of like a tangent, but I love history and everything. And like, um, it's it's cool to sort of look back at old photos of people, and they really do have a look. And Mm -hmm. then you know, you look at people nowadays, and they have a different look. And so to sort of be like by era, I suppose, you know, because you could totally play someone in the forties. But you mm-hmm. also look very modern, you know, um, and you could probably play someone in the 60s, 70s, you know, so I just think that's interesting. So that's cool. It is. It is a really nice thing to kind of, yeah, feel like, you know, you, you can fit into a time period no matter what. Yeah. Um, just ba- yeah, change the wardrobe, change your hair a little bit. And, you know, everything feels that way. That's the coolest thing about being an actor is. You know, when you do an audition, you get these sides and you're trying to come up with a character. But in the audition room, the only thing you can really portray is, you know, how you deliver the lines, how you feel about it. But once you're there and on set, like I I did an episode of a show called Valley of the Boom, which was a show for uh, the History Channel. And it was a 90s show about the coming up of the Internet. And my character was like a young run and gun kind of, you know, business guy. And I was wearing a thick tie, like <laughs> easily the size of my face down. Right, right. So thick tie, but like tiny little knot. It was oversized. My pants were like pleated, but had so much extra. And I was like, 
Yeah. I don't even have a cell phone anymore because I didn't have one in the 90s. I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's do you awesome. Ever, um, do you ever get mistaken for any other actors when you're out um, out and about? I yeah. wish. How cool yeah. would that be? I mean, if someone came me, up to you and was... You look a lot like the Michael um, Car- Carbonero. He does, he's a magician that does like that prank show. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, the, uh, the Carbonero effect. Yes, yes. I haven't got that yet. Okay. The the one I get the most, and it's I always hate saying it out loud for, you know, actual people, but is, because uh, it's like, sounds so conceited. You're like, I look like Ian Summerholder. And I'm like, but when people tell me, I'm like, thank you for the compliment, because yeah. I think he's very handsome. And if you think <laughs> he is very handsome, and you right. think I look like him, I'm going to put two and two together. Exactly. And you're going to say <laughs> I'm very handsome. Thank you. Now, I'm not I saying it. that I'm very handsome, but I'm saying that that person probably thought I was handsome. I love it. <laughs> what I think is cool, because you mentioned being friends with a lot of your fellow um, um, Vancouver-based actors, um, it looks like you wrote a film called Color Rose, mm-hmm. and two of the actresses have been on our show. Uh, we just had Alicia Rotaru on a couple weeks ago, and Natalie and Malika we had on last year. Um, tell us about uh, working with those those two ladies who are awesome, by the way, and also being the writer of this project because I uh, didn't know that you had some writing uh, writing skills. One of the things that I've always like one of I, I I think being an actor, you know, I I wanted to do it because of how much I love TV and film. Like it it is honest, and for any actors who come on and say this, you know, all power to you. But when actors tell me that they don't watch TV, I kind of go. I don't get you. I don't understand. You. I know because, someone like that. Yes. And like, even, even Vanessa, your question when it was like, do I watch myself? Like, yeah, I do. Like I want to see, and I want to improve from yeah, this time to the next time. Definitely. As were the people who kind of like treat it like it's a job. I mean, right. this isn't a job. This is a fantasy. This is like, this is the greatest thing. And then, so growing up, you know, when I was playing baseball and hockey, I always dreamed of, you know, I always wanted to be like playing the major leagues during the summer and then do yeah. a movie in the winter. That is a <laughs> far cry from being able to happen. But that was the dream. Yeah. And, um, I, I remember I watched so much TV. I watched so many movies and I got a feel for how scripts go. I got a feel for, you know, why why disney is is so loved i mean disney is so good and the next time you watch a disney movie understand that the reason it's so good is because a character in the first 10 minutes will tell you exactly what they want and at the end of the movie when they get you feel this sense of happiness because from the beginning you knew their goal you knew their objective and you knew what it was that they wanted and when they say it, oh, watch Hercules again, which, by the way, if you guys want to start some kind of campaign for me to be Hercules in the live action, the Russos, if that wants to start here, that's cool. I'll, I, All right. And only if it's organic. Only if it's I organic. Like, can, yeah, yeah. See it. You just don't need to do it. But, like, go ahead. If, 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 that's, if that's how you feel, that's what I, I'll say. It's like, I love it. I'll push that. But uh, when you watch the cartoon – when he meets Phil, Danny Vito's character, the um, the little the satyr, he says that you know he wants to have uh, trained somebody when the gods put a picture of him in the stars, and he wants somebody to say that's Phil's boy. And at the very end, spoiler alert, 
the gods draw a picture of Hercules in the sky and someone says, that's Phil's boy. And Phil cries and so do I. I cry <laughs> very quickly, every time. And, and it's gone to a point in which my fiance will watch me watch movies knowing that there's a point in which I'm going to cry. <laughs> so that's a weird tangent as to kind of how I got into writing. But then when it came to The Color Rose, I, I was... I'm friends with uh, the director, the, pro- the executive producer, and the co-writer, name's Courtney Page. And she's one of those, like, go-getters who, you know, one of, like, the greatest stories about her is one time she said, you know what we should try sometime is stand-up comedy. And because she's such a go-getter, you just say, like, yeah, that sounds great. That night, I was on stage doing stand-up comedy. Oh, cool. I, I, I had never written or planned for it but i i did it and uh this is another little weird tangent you know that joke when someone says a joke and it does, no one laughs and someone says right. like is this on i did that by accident because no one laughed at my joke and i <laughs> legit thought the mic wasn't on <laughs> i just wasn't funny so that was <laughs> but so fast forward she's writing this movie and she sends me a script and she says, hey, I kind of want you to play uh, the deputy. So I, uh, originally and, and up until, unfortunately, like a week before I had to pull out of my character um, because I got another role that uh, conflicted right. on a like on a Hallmark movie in town, nice. um, which ironically enough, like I got nominated for a Leo Award, which is a BC Film Award awesome. for writing. And I got nominated for the acting for the same weekend. So it was a good weekend. Awesome. I was basically one good weekend of my whole year. And I got two nominations out of it. So that was good. That is um, awesome. But so she sends me this uh, and she says, hey, I'd like you to play the deputy. And sometimes when you read a script with a character in mind, you pay attention to that person a little bit more. And I noticed a little hole in the script. And I said, hey, you know, it, it seems like the girls go with the deputy and then then the deputy is just not there anymore. And she said, oh, that's a good that's a good catch. So she sort of, you know, fixed it, sent me a couple more drafts. And then she came to me with an issue and she said, hey, our our um, financier wants the bad guy to be somebody else. They want it to be this character. And I'm trying to figure out how to do it. So like I said, I came into it. It was already a full script. And I kind of said, okay, well, give me the night. I'm going to see if I can come up with anything. I drove home, kind of was racking my brain. And I was like, okay, I think I have have an idea. Could do this. This person could also be this, even though they're that. I can't give too much away because the movie is still to be released. Oh, it's still to be released. Awesome. Still to be released, yeah. It, it's gone to a couple of festivals, but it just got distribution, um, which is very exciting. But uh, yeah, I, um, I sent well, we my... love Alicia Rotaru, so oh, we, we yes. definitely yeah, it, so... she's she's fantastic in it. Alex Ponovic is great. All the girls that play the Sins are amazing. Um, but yeah, so I kind of got asked, hey, do you want to just help write it? So we kind of uh. didn't start from scratch, but we. So you're kind of like Josh Whedon, the Zack Snyder aspect of that script. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Where it it was already a, it already had a beginning and an end, and I needed to find little holes. I I was a, I was a hole filler, 
kind of yeah, was yeah. the big, big way of putting. So yeah, that's how I got involved and it was a blast. And I mean, I look forward to getting a chance to do the same with Courtney again and hopefully this time be able to act in one. Awesome. Wow, oh. guys, that was Madison Smith, an amazing actor. Thank awesome. you so much. That was a Yay. <laughs> so we loved having you on for the second time on BTB. And before we let you go, Madison, if you could um, do a little promo, let us know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw out a little plug for uh, the order and uh, let us know you're on below the belt. Perfect. Uh, guys, this is Madison Smith. I'm on below the belt. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Smith 21 I played hockey as a kid, so everybody had an O at the end of their name. So Smith 21 uh, and June 18th. So when this comes out, it'll already be out there. So just turn on Netflix and watch The Order Season 2. You'll find me in Episode 5, 6, and 7. And it's a show about college where people do magic. And there might be some werewolves. And I might do a little bit of magic. Awesome. 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 Matto. <laughs> great. Matto, that's a cool nickname. <laughs> Matto, thanks so much for uh thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Nice to meet Thank you. you. Take care, guys. Have a good Have a good one. Awesome. Bye. See ya. All right. Bye.